we have been talking about series in um, this month of September. We've been talking about vision. The month of September is our vision month. My wife is my witness. I have never, I'm not used to dreams. I'm not used to visions. God speak to me mostly through inner witness. So I'm not used to seeing visions and dreams. But this month of vision has been a great month for me. God is showing me a lot of things that have been happening around me. So whenever we are believing God for what God is saying that that month will be, it will be the same as God said it. And um, I don't, I, I wish we were continuing this um, vision series, but today will be the last day of our vision series. And today we're going to be talking about a very important topic, the visionary leader, the visionary leader, who is, uh, before I talk about leadership, what is vision? On this, in this context, the visionary leader, vision is the compass that keeps us going in the right direction. Vision is the compass that keeps us going in the right direction. Vision is a framework, a framework for strategy. For you to have a strategy, you need a vision. And for you to have a vision, you need a strategy. So no ministry, no business succeeds without a strategy. Vision is the framework for strategy. What is vision? Vision is the glue that holds an organization, that holds a ministry. Vision is the glue that holds a business. So vision is the guide for individual behavior. Remember Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. So vision tells you what to do and what not to do. The other day, we were talking about the discipline of vision. We have vision, bring a restraint. Vision disciplines you. So vision is a source of inspiration for people. Anybody that does not have a vision is not inspired. Vision keeps you excited. Vision gives you a reason to live. So vision is so important. So when we talk about a visionary leader, a visionary leader. We're talking about a, vi a leader that has a vision. So what is leadership? Who is a leader? Sometimes people misunderstand position or title to be leadership. No. The title or position is not leadership. That you are the president of an organization, that you are the chairman of an organization, that you are a pastor that you are a CEO does not make you a leader. So there is no entitlement you know, in leadership. That you have a title does not mean you are a leader. Leadership is not occupying a seat. This is very important. Leadership is not occupying a seat, but accomplishing a feat. This is from Bishop Poyedepo. Leadership is not occupying a seat but accomplishing a feat, doing something outstanding. That is leadership. You see, leadership cannot be awarded. 
Leadership cannot be appointed or assigned. Leadership is not an endowment. It is not an entitlement. Leadership is not something you inherit. You cannot inherit leadership. Leadership is not about control, but about service. Leadership is not about manipulation, but about inspiration. Leadership is not about power, but empowerment. I, I, I really want to distinguish this thing so that we know what leadership is not. A leader is not a manager. If somebody is asked to manage a company, that manager is not a, a leader. Because to be a manager is to manage things, is to maintain a system or process. A manager, most of the time, don't initiate. They don't change things. So what, who is a leader? What is a leader? A leader or leadership is taking the lead in the area of your calling. Whatever your calling is, God expects you to take a lead in that area. So leadership is leading your vision. Leadership is leading your vision. What is that vision that God has given to you? So for you to be a leader, a visionary leader, you have to be in the lead. So which means leadership is not leading people. Leading people is not leadership. The first person a leader leads is, him, is himself. So leadership is about you, leading you. Leadership is, is, is an attainment. It's an accomplishment. It's an achievement. Leadership is work. W-O-R-U-K. Leadership is influence. I want us to look at Zechariah. I want us to open to Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23 in NIV. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23. Leadership is influence. Leadership is influence. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23. Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23. This place is talking about some, somebody saying that uh, Zechariah chapter 8, verse 23. Leadership is influence. One man wants, he will say, 10 people who will serve you, who will go with you. So leadership is influence. Leadership is charisma. Leadership is charisma. What is charisma? Charisma is other people-mindedness. Charisma is other people-mindedness. Leadership is charisma. Leadership is having personal interest in people. You cannot be a good leader if you don't like people, if you don't care about people. So lack of charisma is being selfish, being inward-focused. Anybody that does not have charisma, he, charisma is not about running around and making noise. It's people-focused. People so anybody that does not have charisma is selfish. So leadership is influence. Leadership is charisma. Leadership is excellence. Excellence is to excel in your calling. Excellence 
is to excel in your calling. Excellence is not only what you do, but who you are. So when we talk about leadership, we're talking about sacrifice. In Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Even as the Son of Man, talking about Jesus, he did not come to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. So leadership is sacrifice. Leadership is sacrifice. A leader gives more than he receives back. A leader don't expect an equal return or adequate compensation on his investment. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 5 says, Seekest thou great things for thyself, seek them no more. So a leader does not want to be noticed. Seekest thou great things for thyself. Isaiah says, if you're a leader, don't seek them no more. So a leader is one that sees a clear... So now who is a visionary leader? When we talk about a visionary leader, who is a visionary leader? A visionary leader is one that sees a clear, concise, compelling picture or image of a future. A leader is one that sees a clear, concise, compelling picture of an image of a future. A, a visionary leader is one that has the ability to see things, not the way they are, but the way they could be. What gets a leader excited, honestly, is not what that leader is seeing right now, presently, is the future. A leader sees the invisible. A leader sees afar off. A leader has the ego's eyes. Who is a visionary leader? One that sees and smells things before they happen. One that sees and smells things before they happen. A visionary leader knows their environment. A visionary leader is very intuitive. You, you can sense things. You can, you can sense things. A visionary leader is a trailblazer, a pathfinder, a, a pace setter. So I want you to understand that there are characteristics of a visionary leader. There are characteristics of a visionary leader. A visionary leader thinks strategically. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. A, a visionary leader, the, the Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, there are, there are qualities the, the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, we should think about. Think on these things. Anything that is good, anything that is pure, anything that is lovely, anything that is of good report. Think on those things. So a visionary leader is a strategic thinker. Number two, who, what are the characteristics of a visionary leader? A visionary leader is a risk taker. A visionary leader takes risk. 
A visionary leader is not afraid to fail. You keep on moving. You keep on trying. People will tell you, no, it cannot be, no. That was, that was Esther. Esther says, if I perish, I perish. A visionary leader is a strategic thinker. A visionary leader is fearless. A visionary leader is fearless. Why? Because he doesn't see what people see. Remember Isaiah chapter 8. You see, the, the Bible was talking about fear not their fear. Don't say confederacy when they are saying confederacy. A visionary leader does not look at things the way they are and that because of that they are not afraid. Nehemiah chapter 6 verse 11. Should a man such as I flee? That was Nehemiah speaking. Should, should a man such as I flee? Nehemiah 6 11. So a visionary leader is not afraid. Is fearless. The characteristics of a visionary leader, they are extremely focused. A visionary leader, they are extremely focused. The Bible speaking in Isaiah chapter 50 verse 7. For the Lord God will help me, therefore I shall not be confounded. I have set my face like a flint. I have set my face. That is Jesus. A visionary leader is so focused. A visionary leader is resilience. Resilience. Unstoppable. Unmolestable. Resilience. That is the characteristic of a field. In Genesis chapter 26, I want us to read Genesis chapter 26, verse 18, 21 and 22. And Isaac, and Isaac sold, and Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in, in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after them, by which his father had called them. 21. And they digged another well. They strove also on that one. Verse 22. And he removed from thence and digged another well. And they strove not. Then he called it my robot. The Lord has made room for me. We shall be fruitful in this land. Why? Because he was resilient. That is who a visionary leader is. Why am I talking about the characteristics of the Why am I talking about who is a visionary leader? Because all these things I'm talking about is talking about you. God is the author of leadership. You are born of God. God is the author of leadership. In Genesis chapter 1, the Bible said, when God came and saw that the earth was without form and void, darkness was everywhere, what did God do? He did not complain. He took the lead. He took the lead. He began to initiate things. That is who a visionary leader is. You look at things. You don't complain about them. You change them. You change them. 
Anything that is happening around you that doesn't look like it, that doesn't look like what God showed you, what do you do? You take leadership. You change. That was what Jesus did. Jesus began to take initiative to change the situation. Calling those things that be not as though they were. In John chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says that he, his vision for the world was global. God is the author of leadership. His vision for the world in John chapter 3 verse 16 was global. God's vision was a global vision. Every visionary leader has a global vision. You don't think locally. You don't see yourself, you know, just, just me. No, 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 no. And that is why every leader does not think about themselves. Every leader does not think about their immediate family. Every leader does not think about their nuclear family, the extended family. Every leader thinks globally. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That was a global vision. Leadership is a divine concept. Leadership is a divine concept. And we know that leadership is everything. Everything rises and falls on leadership. Jesus, when he was here on earth, the Bible said he groomed only 12 men into leadership. What happened with those 12 men? They changed the entire world. So leadership develops daily. Leadership is not a day thing. It takes time to develop a leader. There is a law of process in leadership. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? Seest thou a man diligent? Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. Seest thou a man diligent in his vision? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Investment in leadership is an investment for growth. We had uh, um, the, the leaders of our small groups. We had a meeting yesterday. I was telling them the reason why I love, I love, I love leadership is leadership grows you. Leadership develops you. Leadership is an investment for growth. If you engage in leadership, you are the first person to benefit from. Because leadership will grow you. Leadership will develop you. Leadership will improve you. Every leader is a reader. So you cannot be a leader without being a reader. Why? Because you want to learn. You, want to, you are hungry. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needed not to be ashamed. So every leader is studious. Every leader. Daniel said in Daniel chapter 9 verse 2, I understand by books. So Daniel was a reader. A reader. Paul said to Timothy, when you are coming, bring those parchments, especially the books. Bring them. Study. A leadership teaches you how to lead yourself. So leadership is an investment for growth. How well you lead determines how well you succeed. Leadership is service. 
That is very, very important. Leadership is service. Leadership is not being, is, is not showmanship. Leadership is service. And the, the greatest leader of all times demonstrated it. Jesus said, I came not to, 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 be, to, to be served. I came to serve. In Matthew chapter 20, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 27, Jesus says, in the world, the chief people, they are the people that want to be honored. But it's not so. Whosoever that wants to be the chief among you has to be your servant. Honestly. Like in this place, in this church, in the secret place chapel, I am the chief servant. It's, it's my pleasure to serve. I, I find it rewarding to serve. That is leadership. Always serving. How do you know a leader? They are always serving. Let the person that will be the chief, let it be the servant of all. And Jesus demonstrated it. Leadership is not how far we advance ourselves, but how far we advance others. Remember the secret place chapel, the four pathway to living the abundant life. Know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. You cannot make a difference without discovering purpose. It's so important for us to get this thing. Leadership is adding value to somebody else. Leadership is not packing value for yourself. Leadership is adding some value to somebody. Who will I bless today? Who will I touch today? If you don't add value to others, you are not a leader, sir. If there is nobody, your life is changing. Your life is improving. You are not a leader. John chapter 6, verse 35. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Which means, anybody that is hungry, think about me. I am the water of life. Anybody that, needs, that is thirsty, remember me. I'm available. As of the apostle chapter 10, verse 38, Jesus was going about doing good, touching lives, serving people, healing people, changing people's life, giving people hope. So leadership is servanthood, not titlehood. The Bible says in John chapter 3, verse, John chapter 13, verse 4 and 5, Jesus stooped, put water on the, in the basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet. That is finding fulfillment in life. That is what we are here for. I always say this thing, and I will keep on saying it, because that is the mandate of the secret place chapel. Unveil the mysteries of living the abundant life. Unveil. Abundant life is not how much money you have in your bank account. No. Abundant life is more than that. Abundant life, enjoying abundant life is not how many cars you have. The kind of square feet house you are living. That is not abundant life. Abundant life is 
impacting life, changing lives, doing good to somebody. So leadership is servanthood. If you, if you help people get what they want, you will always have what you need. Why is the Lord, the Holy Spirit, bringing this topic to us? When God gave us the mandate of the secret place chapel, he said to me, son, I have not called you to raise members. I have called you to raise leaders. I had it. I wrote it down. Your calling is not to raise membership. You have called to raise leadership. To, to bring people to understand who they are. Based on this mandate, I don't see, I don't approach any member of the Secret Place Chapel as a follower. I see you as a leader. You are the leader that God wants you to understand that who you are, who you are. You are a leader. But just because God said that every member of the Secret Place Chapel is a leader does not make it so automatically. Rather, it places a heavy responsibility on us to grow and develop what is already in us. In Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24. Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 24. Rise ye up. Take your journey. Pass over river Anon. Behold, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, the king of Hezbon, and his land. I have given him to you. Bet, rise and possess it. Begin to possess it. Begin to contend with him in battle. So when God gives you a vision, you are required to rise up and make that vision a reality. Just because God has called you a leader does not mean you should just sit down and do nothing. It is important to note that every believer has a leadership heritage in Christ. Every believer has a, a leadership heritage in Christ. You are a leader. But you have to develop what is already inside you. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28. The Bible says, when God made man in his own image, after his likeness, verse 28, he said to him, dominate. 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 Dominate the air. Dominate the land. Dominate the sea. So, leadership is dominion. Taking the lead. Not super from people, not manipulating people, not bossing people around. Leadership is taking the lead, being in charge, taking responsibility. What do I need to change here? What is not working that must work? You begin to look at those things. That is leadership. And that is who you are. God 
has called you into this position. You didn't choose it. You didn't wish it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. You are the salt of the earth. Verse 10. You are the light of the world. 16. Let your life so shine before men. Take your position. First, first Peter chapter 2 verse 9. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a peculiar people. That is who you are. That is about leadership. Look at Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. Revelation chapter 5 verse 10. God has made, we have been made unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign here on earth. Leadership. We shall hear, we have been made. Not we are going to be made. We have been made. You are a king. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4, in the word of a king, there is power. So you speak with boldness. You speak with certainty. Hallelujah to the glory of God. So may I announce to you this morning that you have been called into leadership position. You are a leader. You didn't ask for it. You were destined into it. So it is time to start acting like one. It is time to start thinking like it. It is time to start living like it. You get up in the morning. What should a leader do? Should a leader be sleeping by this time? What should a leader be doing? Hallelujah to the glory. Never again will you say to me or to any kingdom assignment, Pastor, I'm not able to do it. I have not done it before. That is what a lot of people do. When you give them a responsibility to lead, they share away from it. You have the seed of leadership in you. Activate it at will. Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. For it is God who worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. But for you to be a good leader, sir, you must understand the vision of the secret place chapel. What is it all about? We are not like every other church. For us, it's not about growing membership. The vision is to lead people into discovering their purpose. Into making a difference. Hallelujah. Into changing their world. That is the vision. You see, when God began to speak to us about this vision. I began to put all this thing together. I'm like, wow. No wonder. No wonder. You have to become the visionary leader that you are. Leaders, talking about you and I, we are Jesus' hands. We are Jesus' feet. We are supposed to go out there 
and make a difference. Change our world. Yesterday, we had a very important meeting in our, you know, in our, of all the small groups. You see, you are either running with a vision or you are going on a mission or you are burning with a passion. Anything outside this thing is a waste of life. So many people, they wake up in the morning. They don't think about who they are. They forgot who they are. I want you to wake up every morning and begin to see yourself the way God sees you as a leader. A leader leads. You are not a manager. God, when, like we said, when he saw things that are not working the way it's supposed to work, he began to change things. Let there be light. Let this happen. Let this happen. He began to initiate things. That is who you are. It doesn't matter your age. The seed of leadership is already in you. So what is the Lord telling us this morning? See yourself the way God sees you. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. If you say you can't, you are right because you can't. But if you say, I can do all things through Christ that's standing, oh, I, I thank God, this man, the Bible says, at 80 years old, he said, give me the mountain. I'm able. I'm able. Give me the mountain. We can handle this. We can change our world. We can change our world. A leader, a visionary leader is unstoppable. Every situation, he takes advantage of it. A visionary leader. You see beyond what other people are seeing. That is why the Lord is speaking to us this month. Let us see more than the ordinary. Let us see afar off. God, what are you saying concerning the secret place chapel? What are we supposed to do? In this season, what is the assignment? What is the call? What is the vision? How can I be? How can I impact lives? That is my prayer every day. Every day, God, show me whose life to change. Show me whose life to touch. And that is why you are so fulfilled. You are so excited. Nothing moves you. No, nothing, nothing stops you. Because you are not looking at yourself. You see, you see, the Bible says, and Paul always makes this statement, I am not living for me. I am not living for me. My life is not my own. To you, I belong. I give myself. I give myself to you. Make me your instrument. Make me, give me a fresh vision. That is what God wants to achieve. I want to talk about the vision of the secret place chapel. You know, we started it last week when we were talking about obedience to the heavenly vision. I'm going to summarize it because the call of God upon your life 
is visionary, is leadership. You see, I am too aware that no, not everybody can be a member of the Secret Place Chapel. I am too aware of it. God has not called us for everybody, to everybody. God has basically said, I'm calling you to raise leaders. The people that my hand is upon. So, the Secret Place Chapel, as we say, our four pathway to receiving or enjoying the abundant life, we have a system that delivers these four pathways. We have a system that delivers, remember, to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and to make a difference is the pathway. But we have a vision. And the mission, the mission of the Secret Place Chapel is to lead people, to lost people to be saved. Lost people to be saved. Saved people to be pastored. Lost people are saved. Saved people are pastored. Pastored people are trained. And trained people are mobilized. That is our mission. So you begin to see that it's about leadership. It's about great commission. Where you are not just a member of the secret place chapel. And every Sunday you are being fed. Every Sunday you are, you are being fed. We want to develop you where on Sundays you begin to preach. That is the vision. Where I'm not the only one that will be, that will be ministering. That is why in our, in our small groups, our coordinators, they have free hand to lead us where God is, is, what God is putting in their spirit. So when you are saved as a lost person, what do we do? You are pastored. We have, we have a body of pastors. So our duty of, the duty of our, of the, our the, the pastor body in, in the secret place chapel is not to minister. The people that minister are the trainers, the people, the leaders. So the pastor body is like coaches. Then we, 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 the lost people are, are, are saved and the saved people are pastored. Pastor people are trained. Trained people are mobilized. So we preach, we pastor, we disciple, and we commission. That is our, that is our mission. We preach, we pastor, we disciple, and we send and we commission. Go and lead this. Go and do this. So that is the secret place chapel is a missionary church. It's a missionary church. We have a system where we deliver these four pathways. We have a system number one, to know God. Our system, our delivery system to know God is our church services. Our church services is a place where it's like an institution. Our focus is to reach the unsaved. So that's why we always ask people, invite people. We are not after to, to grow the large number. We are after souls. Invite people. Let them come and hear the uncompromised word of God. We don't sugarcoat the word of God. That is why we spend time in prayer and in study. 
to make sure that we are speaking line by line. We are, we are speaking the word of God without mixing it where it will not suit us. So our delivery system to know God is our church services. We call it our church experience. Where we reach the lost as our primary purpose. So we, 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 we try to resist this gravitation of pleasing ourselves. So honestly, our church services is not mainly for members. In fact, church should be the only organization but it's not after their members. It's after others. That is what church is all about. So we communicate to the unchurched. We communicate to the unchurched. We make every experience simply excellent in our church services. And we try to make it snappy. We don't come to church and spend hours. We want to make sure that when somebody's coming, when somebody's coming, that they are, got, they are getting blessed. So we, we want to invite our loved ones, come and be saved. So our delivery system to know God is through our church services. Then to finding freedom, our delivery system to finding freedom is our small groups. Our small groups is our delivery system to finding freedom. Like we said last week Sunday, to know God is not to know freedom. When you give your life to Jesus, the next step is for you to find freedom. And how do you find freedom? You find freedom, remember, in James chapter 5, verse 16. James chapter 5, verse 16. James, the brother of Jesus, said, Confess your fault one to another that you may be saved, that you may be healed, sorry. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your fault one to another that you may be healed. So James was telling us, confess your fault or your sin to God, you will be saved. But confess your fault one to another, you will be healed. What was, that? What was he saying? In a small group, we come together and we tell ourselves our challenges. Last, yesterday, our single group coordinator was telling us about one of the members of the, of the single group that had a health challenge. See the kind of passion she was, she brought that case to the leadership. She said, let's pray for this sister. She cannot die. <laughs> she must live. So in the small group, we share our area of weaknesses. We stand in faith with one another. We encourage one another. So you, you confess your fault. You confess your challenge one to another. The Bible says in Acts of the Apostles chapter 4, after Peter and John were manhandled, the Bible said that they came to their company and tell them what happened. Immediately. They didn't tell them, let's pray. Immediately, this prayer the spirit of intercession came upon them. The Bible said they lifted up their voice and bombarded heaven. They, everything changed. Why? They came to their they came to their group, to their small group, and they confessed what is happening. So in small group is the place where we share 
our challenges. Where the Bible says that we should cry with them that cry, we should be rejoiced with them that rejoice. It is not a small group. So if you're a member of the secret place chapel, you are not in any small group. You are, you are doing yourself this favor. You are doing yourself this favor. We want to enjoy your birthday. We want to celebrate your anniversary. We want to know what is happening. So that is how people find freedom. So we do it. Our delivery system of finding freedom is our small groups. Then, discover purpose. Our delivery system for discovering purpose is our growth track. Growth track. Growth track is a place. It's like a model. It's a four-week session where if you join the Secret Place Chapel, we will tell you everything about the church, everything about the vision, what we believe, what we stand for. We open up to you what the church is all about. That is called growth track. So, and we introduce you to how you can find, discover your purpose. We, it's the lesson we go through. We show you how you can discover. Do you know why you are here on it? Do you know why you are here on it? Why are you here on it? What is your purpose in life? So in that class, we teach you how you can find your purpose. And we show you how you can do it. We call it growth track. So it's a four-week Four steps. Number one, the first step is the first Sunday. We'll explain the vision of the secret place chapel. Number two, we'll help you to discover your God-given purpose. Who are you? Number three, we teach you leadership. We prepare you. Now you have discovered your purpose. This is what you need to do. This is how to get about it. Then, the number four pathway to finding abundant life is making a difference. That is where we encourage you to join a team. Make a difference. Join a team. Find where your vision, your interest is, and join their plug in there. You see, when you got saved, if God was about, if the reason why you got saved was to go to heaven, immediately you get saved, God will take you home. But he saved you and kept you here so that you can make a difference. So that you can bless somebody. So that you can change lives. You are saved not by works, but for works. That is what it means. So you, 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 you will say to yourself, Father, now I know I'm a leader. I receive the grace to serve you. Honestly speaking, the people that are most happy in life are the people that are making a difference, serving people, changing lives, being a part of such an organization like the Secret Place Chapel, where it's not about you, it's about others, where you are taught to think outside the bus as a leader, to have a vision for your life and vision for your world. That is what it means to be a visionary leader. Like I said, if you're not running with a vision and you're not going on a mission and you're not burning with a passion, you will feel empty. 
you do, you'll be dragging every morning. Every day is a beautiful day for me because I found my purpose. Have you? I want to ask you, wherever you are, to just close your eyes and ask God to help you. Father, I have heard your word. And if you have not given your life to Jesus, that is the first place. That is the first thing. You cannot be a leader when you are still dragging. When every morning you are still being led by alcohol, by pornography, by lust, by, by things that, are, that have over, overshadowed your vision. To be free is to be a leader. And you can say, Jesus, I need you. Come and have your way in my life. I give you my life. Do something with it. Take my life and do something with it. I want to be the man you have called me to be. Can you pray that prayer with me this morning? If you say, Jesus, I have seen my emptiness. I need you to come and fill me. I need to fulfill purpose. I don't want to die without fulfilling purpose. I want to be obedient to the heavenly vision. If you're that person, come, I just want you to pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your word. I received your word this morning. I ask Jesus to come into my heart so that I can fulfill destiny and purpose. I want my life to make a difference. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I thank you for saving me and I give you all the praise. If you pray that prayer, the Bible says, according to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, you are saved. Now, begin to lead. God bless you. Amen.